Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, we heard earlier that uh, there's a new homeless shelter in the San Fernando Valley. If you uh, missed the story, here it is. Uh, it's named after Alex Trebek. $500,000 donation from Trebek and his wife. Let me back it up here. One second. Here we go. Homeless shelter is opening in Northridge. Hope of the Valley held a grand opening for the Trebek Center, named for the late game show host Alex Trebek. The old Northridge roller rink was converted into a 107-bed housing facility. The project was made possible in large part to a $500,000 donation from Trebek and his wife ahead of his passing in 2020. He was known as an avid supporter throughout his life and the fight to end homelessness. I'm sorry, and I think this is his wife speaking here. Somehow, some way, I know Alex is aware of this center. I know he had a strong conviction and a determination in his own way to make it work. The Trebek Center will offer unsheltered Angelinos services to help them get back on their feet and into more permanent housing. All right, and the guy who owned the uh, roller rink, a guy named Mike Fleming, I think he owned it with his brother, is uh, with us. Uh, Mike, how are you, sir? Hey, good, Tim. Nice to talk to you again. Yeah, it seems like this shelter went up overnight very quick. Well, actually, it was kind of a two-year two deal from the time the conversation started. Which was right, you know, when the when the uh, COVID shutdown sure. occurred. Of course, you know, our rink was shut down, and um, you how, know, how long have you for, owned, how long have you owned that rink? Fifty years. Um, my dad started it 1968, wow. and he took it over from a, a guy who had run it for ten years from 1958 to 1968, and then my dad took it over, and then my Dad uh, sold it to my brother Dave and I in 1978. So, but you know, Dave and I and my mom. I mean, when my dad bought it in 1968, it was the four of us working it every single day. Yeah, I remember and, you. You were there a lot. Yeah, this. Yeah, I mean, it was. It, you know, it was a do or die situation. My dad sunk everything he had into it, and. You know, he just had this dream. He felt that it, you know, uh, done right and, you know, offering a clean, at, you know, safe atmosphere uh, for kids. Oh, it was great. That, I mean, I, I bet I've, I, I've, I've spent 20 to 30 birthday parties there for friends and family. We always went there. Uh, yeah, yeah. And that's what, you know, we, we, we've heard. I mean, when, when Dave and I started to calculate the the number of people that we estimated skated during the time just my dad had it we actually would have skated the entire city of, of population of los angeles wow. four times that's wild so, um yeah, and then yeah, and then you decide to, you decide to get out of the business uh and then you sold it or donated it to the uh the shelter to make the shelter yeah yeah, no, we we ended up selling it. We we decided, Dave and I decided during you know at the, when the whole COVID thing started, and we we realized that 
the business was never going to be the same when we reopened. And, you know, we've kind of gotten up there in age, you know, we've, we've been part of it for 53 years. And so it was, you know, it was time to, for us to exit. And, you know, we had different offers, you know, from different types of businesses. And, you know, we turned down several because it just, I mean, you know, to have it in our family, I mean, and to drive by the building, we wanted to make sure that it was going to be something that, you know, my mom and dad would be proud. They both passed away since, but, mm. you know, that we'd be proud and our family as well. So when the, you know, when the Hope of the Valley CEO, Ken Kraft, approached my brother and said, you know, hey, what do you think about this? We just thought it was a great idea. Right. Did you have a lot of blowback from neighbors who are uh, not in my backyard types? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, when the when the discussion first, you know, came up, um, my brother had done volunteer work for Hope of the Valley. So he was very familiar with them. Not me, not not as much. But as I got to know more about the organization, um, these people are next to miracle workers when it comes to turning homeless back into, uh, you know, uh, into the community sure. where, you know, they're they're working, they're back on their feet, they're, they're becoming successful. Uh, many, matter of fact, many of them have turned around and come back and ended up working oh, that's with great. either as a volunteer for Hope of the Valley. It's just an incredible organization. What are some of the things that you did to alleviate the concerns of the of the families that live around the ice rink that it wouldn't become, uh, you know, a dangerous neighborhood? Yeah, well, shame on you, Tim. It's a roller rink, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but yeah, that's okay. That's okay. We are. are we is there a, a curfew? Uh, are, are do people? Uh, you know, are 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 you only take a certain you know uh, level of people uh, for the shelter? Well, the way the way it is, it's it's a it's actually a, a, called a bridge shelter, okay. and a bridge shelter is different from uh, an actual homeless sure. shelter. A bridge shelter is um is a facility for people that do not want to be homeless they they are in a homeless situation because of extenuating circumstances that brought them to that point but they don't want to be there they want to get out good and they want to get back on their feet and so that is what this shelter is going to do it's and you know in spite of what you hear and i and this is what i i've learned so much over the last two years in spite of what you hear, the great majority of homeless people do not want to be homeless. Oh, they I want, believe that. I believe they, that. They want to get out of they, but they they don't have the resources or the ability. And that's what this organization does. That's right. They bring them in. They provide them the housing. They provide them the training. They get them closed. They get them inter job interviews. Um, they they literally the the percentage. And I, you know, I don't want to. I know it's in the high 90s, so I don't want to give an exact number, but the percentage of people that come through Hope of the Valley and end up going going back into the community and stay there as, you know, citizens that are now back on their feet is, is in the upper 90%. It's That's just, great. It's, it's All right, Mike, let me put incredible. you on hold here. I got a, a ton more questions for you. Um, the, the shelter, uh, we'll talk about, uh, you know, it's opening, how many people are going to be there. So put uh, I, um, uh, Mike Fleming on hold here. He and his brother owned that ice rink that turned into a shelter. 
and we'll find out. Oh, we got a million more questions for him. All right, we're live on KFI AM640. The Kings have scored, so the Kings are only down 2-1 to one with a couple minutes left in the second period. We'll keep an eye on that. Michael Fleming is with us. Uh, he owned the roller rink that's been turned into the Trebek uh, shelter for the unhoused. And he's with us. Uh, Michael Fleming, uh, was, was that ceremony today, that ribbon cutting today, and is the shelter open or did they just break ground on it? No, no, no. The the are the the actual uh, ribbon cutting was today. Right. Uh, the facility is done, and it will take in the first uh, um, their their first uh, residents on t- this coming Tuesday. Oh wow! So, and how many people? Can, uh, how many people can it hold? Um, yeah, right now, it's a at a hundred and seven has a hundred and seven uh, beds. And each of the um, each of the beds is in like a separate area, so um, there's uh, it's it's just an unbelievable uh, facility. You know, if you go on Hope of the Valley's website, sure, um, you can t- you can see the the you know the facility. But um, and do they have to be in at a certain uh, time and out at a certain time? Or there, I'm sure there's a ton of rules. They have, yeah, they they do have restrictions um, on the residents, and you know, there's they, you know, they have to agree to certain things because, you know, that's what their program is. I mean, they want they want people that are you know really dedicated to wanting to turn their lives around. Sure, and you know, and like I said, you know, the great majority of people that are in the homeless situation don't want to be there. That's so right. this is. This, this is a great organization. One more thing, I I didn't really answer your question. You were asking about the um, not in my backyard situation for the, you know, around the Skateland um, area, the residents and all of that. Uh, the city councilman John Lee for that 12th district, um, when he was approached initially, he was a little skeptical because of the same kind of situation. You know, Northridge didn't really have anything. They did have homeless uh, in in their area, uh, not as much as other areas. But uh, what John Lee did is he got with Ken Kraft, the executive director of Hope of the Valley, and they held several, I mean, I, I'm going to say almost more than a dozen meetings for, with the residents oh, uh, face-to-face so they could ask questions. And once they started to learn more about the organization, you know, then oh, and that, you know, Really, yeah. And then the other thing, obviously, when Alex, uh, prior to his passing, um, he had uh, been involved with Hope of the Valley when they opened the North Hollywood uh, Center. And it was around that same time Ken had mentioned to him that, hey, we're looking at this building. And Alex said, you guys got to do it. I want to help. Yeah, and you know what? I think, Alex- Mike, I think that's the, the wave of the future. I don't think governments uh, are, are designed and able to tackle this. They're too corrupt and they're too full of uh, a-holes. Yep. I think it's going to be the private sector that comes in and takes care of this problem. And, and I am glad to see that, you know, that you guys are a part of it. So you got to meet uh, Alex Trebek's family today. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. Actually, we met them um, initially when when the when the project uh, was going through. And, you know, I mean, Alex's um, Alex's wife, Jean, is just phenomenal uh, woman, as is uh, his Alex's son, Matthew, Emily and then Nikki. Nikki is the one that I kind of bonded with. She was there again today. And 
my mom, when my mom was alive last year, we went to it and my mom was having a tough time. She was, you know, starting to cry because, you know, a lot of memories in our family oh, bet, 53 yeah. years. But, um, you know, uh, Nikki just came up, put her arm around my mom and kept checking on her. Matter of fact, she asked about my mom today and wasn't aware of the fact that my mom had passed. Oh, my God. But, um, you know, but we, we talked and said, well, I'm sure she and Alex are both uh, looking down and, you bet. and smiling on, on this today. But uh, Michael yeah, Fleming family, is with us. I, um, I, uh, he owns the Skateland. What, what, uh, what uh, I know, I think my dad did a film there called Roll Freddy Roll. What other movies did you have there? I'm sure there's a ton of them. What are the, some of the more popular movies oh that they shot gosh. there? Um, well, there was, uh, there was a movie promises, uh, promises in the dark. There was actually, uh, a movie that was, uh, that was supposed to come out. Um, it was about a, a skating rink that was, uh, ended up being a, a site of a prom because the, pro, uh, the school was shut down and, uh, but it never actually, they filmed the whole movie and the movie never made it, uh, to screening. Uh, but like, uh, television shows, the office, I mean, I can Oh, the office was there. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, the office uh, film there. We've had countless music videos. Oh, I bet. From any, but but you everybody know, but, uh, in 2022, is it possible to open a skate rink? And do you know you know the guy that runs uh, Moonlight Roller uh, Rollaway? I'm sure you guys all know each other. Um, yes, yes, Dominic. Uh, Dominic, great, yes, yeah. yeah he lives guy. in uh, Burbank. He's a really cool uh, guy. I really enjoy him. Yeah, but is it guy. is it possible to operate a successful or open a? I'm sorry, not op operate, but open a successful rank nowadays. Um, it can be, but the 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 big restriction on on a skating rink right now is most cities are requiring a tremendous amount of parking. Hmm. And that's been the killer. Um, I think this, the thing that's really slowed the development of skating rinks um, and obviously the, you know, the sheer costs um, involved in, in, sure. in a building that size, you have to have at least 25,000 square feet wow. um, or more. And, you know, it's just it, it, it's kind of prohibitive. So, I bet. you know, if somebody is able to come up, you know, it can be done. But unfortunately, we're we're down to, I believe, now in the entire in state of California, 30 years ago, we had 120 ranks and now we're down to 36. Wow. Ranks in California. Um, hey, yeah. Mike, I got a question for you. Um, you know, uh, the you were very instrumental and you were trying to bring back ferals and man, it was kicking ass for a long time. What happened there? Yeah. I, all of a sudden, one day they just all disappeared. Well, you know what? It, it what ended up happening is um, uh, we had an investor uh, that came in, Marcus Lamonis. Many mm -hmm. of many people probably uh, recognize him from. Um, not only being the CEO of, of uh, Camping World, but also of the television show The Prophet. Oh, wow. And so Marcus came in and, and actually purchased um, Ferrell's and had different ideas on the direction and all of that kind of thing. And it just never worked. How many Ferrell's did you have? I mean, uh, I know you were opening. It seemed like you were opening them every couple of weeks. Yeah, we had we had seven. Um, oh, wow. and it and, and it was really... It was really sad, but I got to tell you, Tim, that we it we really struggled. And you know, as as popular as Farrell's was um, in the past, and then also, I mean, we had lines and lines and lines of people. 
But the problem that we had is people would come in with parties of 30 people and we would have to reserve tables. And, you know, when you have to reserve tables, you can't seat other people. Sure. So, you know, it the actually it was the birthday parties that basically killed. Wow. The that's wild. Which is crazy because birthday parties is what made the concept. That's right. I love Farrell's yeah. growing up. You know, I, yeah. I, I I was eating at one of your restaurants. Uh, you were there for the big opening or, or you were doing a benefit for uh, law enforcement. And I had a big yeah. bowl of chili with uh, onion and cheese and yeah. uh, bread and crackers. And I remember saying to you, I, I said, I said, hey, Mike, I said, this is the best chili in the world. Uh, I got to get the recipe. And you said, and you said, yeah, okay, uh, uh, you know, I'll see if I can get it for you. Um, uh, you know, hold on. Uh, you know, we're really busy. I said, no, I don't need it now. I just want to eventually keep coming back here because this is the greatest chili ever. And and you're like, yeah, okay, let me uh, let me see what I can do. Let me see what I go. And then you were so filled with guilt, you came back to me like 20 minutes later. You put your head down. And you go, um, this comes out of a can. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hey, you're not supposed to tell secrets, Tim. Gordon might get out. That's so yes, great. That was, that was good. But, but I will – no, I have to say this. A little caveat here. We did we did add some additional uh, I get it. Uh, spices and some other things in there. What but, was uh, it, though? What ca- – what, what, do you remember the brand name? Because it was delicious. Well, actually, it, it came from Cisco Food. Okay. Um, and <laughs> – yeah, that's great. Uh, but again, but again, we did, we did, we did add some. Oh, uh, I, b- I believe you, man. I love the food. I thought, I thought Farrell's was going to be back forever. I thought, you know, I could take my daughter and yeah. her friends there for, uh, you know, birthdays. Do are any of them still left? King no. Scored! They're, King Scored! King Scored! Oh. Yes, two to two. King, sorry, Mikey. Sorry, Mikey. King Scored! King Scored! Sorry, Bob. I'm just out of my mind here with the Kings. Um, but Thank our, God our, they did. Yeah, it's two to two now in the third period. Any uh, Ferrells left though? No, there's uh, unfortunately there's not. And you know, people have been asking, you know, what Marcus is going to do. I mean, he still owns the license and trademark, but um, there's been no word. All right. You know. Well, no Michael, I really appreciate coming out, on. But... Please come back with us uh, and, and talk about the shelter again. Uh, I, I think you did yeah, an outstanding absolutely. job. You and your parents and your brother have been a staple of the Valley. Uh, I love your family. Congratulations on, on a great place for homeless, uh, for people who are without homes. And uh, you deserve an attaboy. And I know your mom and dad are looking down on you and very proud today. I really appreciate you coming on. All well, right. thanks a lot, Tim. And just make sure they go to Hope of the Valley to check it out. You got it, man. We'll talk to you again soon. Okay. Michael Fleming, everybody. What a great guy. Huge part of the San Fernando Valley. Huge part of my childhood. And now a terrific uh, place for people that can get their lives back together. We're live on KFI Kings 2, Edmonton 2, in the third period. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That was cool of uh, Michael Fleming to come on with us. A huge part of my childhood, that skate land. I really enjoyed that. I love, and- I love guys like that who have that passion for, you know, you don't want to say retro stuff, but stuff that they, you know, that really meant a lot to them. Oh yeah, and that that went away, and they just want to bring it back. The Ferrells thing, you know, kind of tragic, but it makes absolute sense.
when I tried to go there a couple times, the one out in Cucamonga that you were talking about, right? It was uh, it was just hard to get in there. Yeah, because there were always huge parties. I know, but but that's that's what's so puzzling that it was always hard to get into because it was so crowded. Yet that killed the business. Yeah, you know, it's it's weird. It really is odd. It's like I, I it it you kind of feel like okay, well maybe you should have had almost kind of two sections, I guess. Yeah, right. Like, yeah, these are parties over here. Here's the re- other side is the restaurant. Yeah, and I think it disappeared before COVID. I think COVID would have wiped them out. Yeah, if there was any left. Yeah, yeah. Because, I know Brea was one of the last ones left. Yeah, I really enjoyed. Uh, did you did you have any ferals as a kid on the East Coast? We did. Oh, uh, you did. Virginia specifically. I remember we went to uh, Springfield, Virginia. I think was one. Yeah, the whole they ran the, the zoo and everything. The the, the, the drums, the yes. bells, the cowbells, and the trough, and all that good stuff. Oh, man. it was the best, man. Yeah, we actually went over there uh, when uh, Jen and I were doing stuff raising funds for the school for the elementary school oh cool we went over there and had some stuff with them that we could give out to all the kids and they, all the kids just lost their minds over that stuff yeah I mean Michael Fleming gave us probably a thousand uh, certificates good for one scoop of ice cream it wasn't you didn't have to buy something to get a scoop and he said just give it to you know the kids or the families or whatever you guys have to do giveaways or whatever just give them these things and they honored every single one of them yeah uh, and again it wasn't a you know an upsell or didn't have to buy anything to get it. They just loved, uh, you know, the the families coming in and enjoying themselves. But I remember when I was a kid and, you know, either myself or my brother, we had our birthdays at Farrell's. They used to run this thing called the zoo and it was probably 60 scoops of ice cream in this big, huge silver, you know, platter. Yeah. And there was, uh, there were two guys would run it around while they, you know, they, they uh, you know, had that siren going. Yeah. Like, it would, like, like had it on one of those little mini, ho- uh, like gurneys, like hospital yes, exactly. gurneys, like exactly a stretcher. Right. Yeah. And then all those plastic pink and uh, blue and green monkeys inside yeah, the, uh, yeah. <laughs> in the ice cream. And then, so you, you feed kids ice cream for an hour, an hour and a half. And then what do you do next? You walk them through 50 barrels of sweets, yeah. jawbreakers and licorice pipes and all that stuff. I love Good how uh, I love how Steph's just like in another, he, like, he zoned out. Like, yeah. Dude, you missed out, man. Yeah, you really did, buddy. It does sound awesome, though. Farrell's was unbelievable. I mean, Farrell's and uh, Skateland, that was uh, one hell of a day if you can combine both of those. You know, Skateland for skating and then uh, Farrell's, you know, for uh, for dinner. That is a summer day. There was a Ferrell's out in in Valencia, uh, or in Santa Clarita. I can never get either those those two are always will always be mixed up for me. Right. Um, at uh, Mount uh, Tasia, I believe is the name of the place, and it was in it was in the miniature golf place. And I remember, uh, you know, getting the food there, and it was exactly like the food I had as a as a kid. That's awesome. my, my 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 daughter was able to go to Ferrell's, uh, you know, at least experience the ice cream, not the big parties and everything. But you also remember the the self playing piano that they had there, you know? That, yeah, that yeah. That was great too. It was a wild place, man. And uh, I'm, I'm bummed that it didn't uh, survive. Maybe I, you'll come back. Maybe. I went to the ones in uh, I went to the one in Bray as well, and it was always crowded. Yeah, I I went to that one where they had a big um, that Michael Fleming and his and his brother and his parents were always very charitable and still are. And, well, I mean, look, they turned their skate land into a homeless shelter. Yeah. But they they did they used to do a lot of events for cops and they did one out there for the San Bernardino Sheriff's Department uh, to raise money for um, uh, one of the officers I believe who got injured. In that an was accident. the the Dornan thing. Oh, it was the Dornan thing. You're yeah. right. It was the Dornan thing. Right after Dornan 
to raise money for the family uh, whose families whose uh, you know fathers or brothers were lost in that thing. You're exactly right. And they brought the helicopter out there uh, from either Riverside or San Bernardino Sheriff's the, Department. The, the San Bernardino Sheriff's like a block away from where that Ferrell's was. Right, and they landed that right in the parking lot. I got a ride up in it. Is that right? Yeah, they drove it. Uh, they drove me over there first when it was at, when it was still over in the building really? at the Sheriff's, and they and they took me for a little ride. We we did a couple loops around the top oh, of the roof great, of Ferrell's, and I could see because they brought all of their tactical equipment. Like all their their vehicles, like the, the oh, yeah. heavy armed stuff, and the and the and the you know the, the when there was when there were uh, emergencies and tragedies and stuff like all those big uh, all those big uh, vehicles that they use, they had them all there in the parking yeah, lot. You're so right. Could, I was there that day. Yeah, uh, and yeah, they had them all over the parking lot. I met a couple of uh, guys and gals from the uh, sheriff's department out there. But yeah, that that was a that was a terrific day. And they had the parking lot all taped off so they could fly that helicopter into yeah, it. Yeah, so cool. It was great. I remember going to that Farrell's and um, somebody in front of me had ordered an ice cream. And I, and I remember this to like it was yesterday because I'm such a clean freak um, or used to be before the pandemic. But the ice cream was uh, falling off this this cone and the guy took it with his bare hand. <laughs> he what? Took, and he took the ice cream and he put it back on the cone with his bare hand and pushed it down. <laughs> And I said, and I, and I said to him, I said, buddy, I said, <laughs> you cannot let Mike Fleming catch you doing that. That it might, that would drive him up a wall. You just stare at him and don't even say anything. Just a stoic look on your face. It was that day where all the uh, cars and the helicopter were out there. Oh, it was that day where the guy, where, uh, and the guy grabbed the ice cream and put it back up on the cone with his hand. Woofa. And I'm like, oh, no, <laughs> I can't believe I just saw that. Me, out of all the people <laughs> in San Bernardino or Rivers or San Bernardino, to see that I had to see that. Oh my God! Uh, the the uh, Kings are still tied two to two in the third period with nine minutes and twenty five seconds left. So um, it'll be uh, interesting to see if they can pull this off, right? Uh, ding dong! I don't know. I hope they can, but we'll see. Uh, it's nerve-wracking to sit there and uh, and watch it um, because it means, you know, every, right now it's tied, every shift means a lot. Uh, so we'll, uh, we'll oh, sorry, see. Every what? Every shift means a lot. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, every shift means a lot. All right. All right. Um, but let me see. The uh, I wanted to see if the, uh, all right. So Edmonton, uh, if they lose here, they're out. Uh, so far, St. Louis and Colorado have moved on. Colorado uh, uh, won their series uh, four games to none. And the St. Louis Blues won four games to two. They played, uh, I believe, Minnesota. Um, so it was Nashville, a Avs, and then uh, Minnesota, uh, St. Louis. So St. Louis and, and Colorado move on. If they keep winning, will uh, St. Louis and the Kings where will they meet? They'll meet uh, not in the next round. Uh, no, they'll meet in the next round. Oh. It, it, because right now, it'll be the, either the Oilers and the Kings will take on either Calgary or Dal uh, Dallas. So so they have to get through another round to get to St. Louis. That's if, right. If, okay. Yeah, but I don't think it's going to be St. Louis. I think it's going to be uh, Colorado. Oh, okay. I, I, oh, right. I, I don't gotcha, know if yeah. anyone's going to be Colorado this yeah. year, man. It's like an all-star team. I mean, their fourth line on, on Colorado would start on almost every other 
or, or, or a lot of other teams. I remember a really good friend of mine uh, during the 90s was was the, the hugest Kings uh, fan. Still is. He's he's always out there and going to the games and stuff. And and that was that time period where he just despised the Colorado Avalanche. Oh, I was the same way. Yeah. I was exactly They were the like, way. enemy number one. Yeah, with uh, Patrick Waugh. Oh, my God, All yeah. those uh, idiots. <laughs> I couldn't stand that team, man. Hated it. And... Um, but, but, you know, they had a nice run, and they won the Stanley Cup, but they're loaded this year. Mm-hmm. So they're going to play the next series. It'll be the Avs versus St. Louis, and then it'll uh, Calgary is leading their series against Dallas. So it'll if Calgary wins that series, it'll be Calgary versus the Oilers or the Kings. And then on the other side, uh, on the East Coast, the, the Torontos and Tampa Bays are tied 3-3. Three Florida Panthers are uh, lead the Capitals three games to two. The uh, Hurricanes and Boston are tied three games to three. And then Rangers and Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh leads that series three games to two. So the Kings, I'm sorry, uh, there's going to be a game seven in the Boston series and a game seven in the Toronto series. There are going to be two East Coast game sevens. And game seven in the NHL playoff, even if you don't know either team or like either team, is unbelievable to watch. Every pass, every shift means the world to these teams and these fans. And I believe, I don't know where, the, I, I know Toronto's going to be home for their game. I believe the Hurricanes are going to be home for their game, game seven as well. I think the two home teams are going to be, uh, uh, or the, the two home teams uh, will be the uh the Hurricanes and the uh, Toronto's uh, in that series. So that'll be uh, fun to watch. This weekend will be filled with unbelievable hockey games. So if you got nothing to do on Saturday and uh, perhaps uh, Sunday. Man, unreal games are going to are going to be going on. All right, we have a couple more uh, news stories here to uh, track down and tell you about. Of course, the Laguna Fire is still on uh, everybody's mind. And the residents uh, are reacting to the loss uh, of the of the fire there. So we'll get a little bit of audio there. Firefighters are still working to put out hot spots from the fire that swept the Laguna Niguel neighborhood. This is a live look from Sky 9. You can still see the smoke smoldering in Aliso Canyon. Firefighters will be keeping an eye on things in case of flare-ups as that warm and windy conditions continue. That's right, Amy. The coastal fire has burned at least 200 acres. Hundreds of households have been forced to evacuate. We have live team coverage beginning with KKL 9's Jeff Nguyen. Jeff. Guys, the couple that lived here wasn't home when flames overtook their house. Let me step aside so you can see that it has been red tagged. Right mm. now, let's go up to our chopper so you can get an overview look of this area because right now the fire department is still trying to figure out the extent of this devastation. You know, you got to give it to CBS, Channel 2, and Channel 9. They stayed on the air live all day and all night last night covering this thing and never going to commercial break and bringing you the latest pictures, the latest information on what happened last night. So thank God there's uh, one station that stayed on the air, ignored their primetime programming, uh, and and uh, brought you vital information if you lived in that area. That was the go-to station all night long. We were the radio station, 
but they certainly tackled the TV part of it. My husband just brought me this photo, and I was just so like, oh my gosh, I'm just so touched. It's easy to understand why Lynn Morey gripped her wedding photo so tightly. So I'm in shock right now because you can see our house was right here, so we have total loss damage. Our camera was in front of Maury's home Wednesday night as wind fueled the coastal fire in Laguna Niguel. The intense flames blew out the upstairs windows. Diane Buckle's home was still standing after she came back from a trip, but her neighbors weren't so lucky. It's devastating. It looks like a war zone. I mean, I can't even believe it. I heard it was bad, but this is so devastating. At Richard and Sandy Vogel's home, the birdhouse is all that's left. Mm. This is a photo of them enjoying their pool with their grandkids last week. Their son Matthew could hardly contain his emotions. You know, just growing up here, having a good time. I mean, you know, my parents always treat me well, and this is this is hardcore. Yeah, this is, you know? this is tough for these kids, man. Keith Morey was reunited with his personal computer and that photo of his wedding to Lynn. We were married four years ago, but we've been together for 14 years, and it's a great picture. Thanks to firefighters who went into their home and found what they could salvage. It's a small little victory, right? Uh, in, a, in a pretty devastating day. This is a silver lining, yes. Even though Lynn's wedding ring was lost in the fire, oh, and all they had were the clothes on their backs. Oh, my God. Unreal. All right. Uh, over the next couple of days, uh, you know, we'll have more information on how, perhaps on how that fire started, and uh, and and maybe there's some answers. Maybe that was, uh, you know, electrical. Um, but anyway, they'll find out, and we'll have that for you here on KFI. Nori's up next on KFI AM640. And uh, Kings uh, have given up a goal, so with four minutes left, Edmonton 3, Kings 2. Come on with these Kings. All right, we're live on KFI AM640. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. (gasps) No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.